In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Christos Anasi, Christ is risen. The Messiah Hukam, whatever, three languages, right? So we can memorize, at least we'll catch one of them, right? The beginning of the journey of another journey, another journey. As we know that during the, the Great Lent, there is the journey of the Lent, and each week has its own reading and its own purpose and its own theme in order to move and progress till the resurrection, till the resurrection. And then starting the resurrection, there is another journey. There is another journey of the 50 days. Usually we say 50 days are time to relax, time to, you know, we've done all the matanyat, all the siyam, all the things in the, in the, during the Lent. So 50 days, time to eat and relax. No, it is not. It is not. It's time for actually continuing with a different power, which is the power of the resurrection, right? Lent was time of, of asceticism, time of repentance, time of, uh, of, of uh, humbling ourselves. But then we move on. We move on. We don't stop or we don't change. Actually, we move on with a different, not a different, it's the same, but different power, right? The hope and the glory and the joy of the resurrection. That's why this time is very, very, very glorious time. And that's why the church, in the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, assigned the 50 days for time that we are not fasting, not just because we are celebrating the, 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 the food and the meat and the beef and the, all that stuff, but for something else, to remember that we are living in that joyous period. And that's why every Sunday throughout the year is a feast. Every Sunday is a feast. During, after we offer the, 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 the lamb in, in Sunday liturgy, we say, Hallelujah, five people. This is the day that the Lord has made. Every Sunday becomes a day of celebrating the resurrection. The day of celebrating throughout the year. Throughout the year, it's something to remind us. Comes today, the first Sunday after the resurrection, after the resurrection. And as I was telling the little kids, it's called on the eighth day. And there is no eighth day, right? The week is only seven days. But eighth day, because it's what? It's beyond the seven. The seven is the fulfillment. The eighth is eternity. As we are living in eternity as of the resurrection. The resurrection opened the doors for paradise, gave us the hope that there is no death, but there is resurrection. That's why the eighth day is where and what we are living in right now. It's also called the new Sunday because it's renewal, something new. That's why if you notice the, the Pauline epistles today, um, Ephesians talk about, therefore, the old man, sorry, that you put off concerning your former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renewed in the spirit of the mind. This is something new. Something new. The old is gone. The, the, the resurrection gives us something new. And we should be living. That's why it says live, right? And be renewed. Be renewed meaning what? Just one time? No, it is continuous work. Continuous work. To be renewed daily. And that's what we come when we come to church, when we come to celebrate the mysteries, when we come to confession, when we pray, when we read the Bible, all those things are things to make us what? what? Being renewed. renewed. That's why it's called the new Sunday. The new Sunday. Because as of, 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 of the resurrection, this is a new life. A new life. 
And also it's called definitely, as we know, Sunday or Thomas Sunday because of the famous and the common story of Thomas being not with the disciples in order to uh, witness the resurrection, but then even with that, the Lord doesn't let him alone, right? And doesn't forget about him. He comes to him specifically and asks him specifically, like, you know what, what is it? What is it? Why are you doubting? I'm here. I'm here. Maybe you didn't see me by, 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 by your own eyes, but you've heard. You've heard. And that hearing was nothing, was not, wasn't something new. You knew already from before. You've been witnessing that. You witnessed me raising Lazarus from the dead. You witnessed me performing miracles. You witnessed me calling and saying that, you know what, this temple has to be destroyed in order and it will be raised again on the third day. You know this already. So why do you limit and doubt and limit your knowledge based on what you see only, not what you know, and what has been, has been sown and saw in, 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 in your heart as a seed for that? And that's why when we talk about today, we'll talk about three things very, very, very briefly. Thomas is every one of us. Thomas is every one of us. Thomas, the twin, Tau'am. Actually, one of the meanings of, of the twin is actually that he is double-faced. Not just twin because he's a, he has a twin, but he, is, he has that, that double-minded. Double-minded. At one point earlier on when the, in the Gospel of, of John, when, when the Lord said that I have to die, he said, let's go with you and die. And then later on he goes, when, when the Lord asked him that I have to go, it said like, Lord, where, is, where are you going? And what way are you going? And where is that way? And then the Lord told him, I am the way. And then he comes here and talks about, about resurrection. And although, again, as I said, he saw everything, but at one point he is doubting again. So that's what I'm saying that Thomas is each one of us. Thomas is not just the character that we are memorizing and, and, and celebrating today, but Thomas is every one of us, every one of us who throughout our lives has multiple revelations and multiple messages and multiple proofs that he is the Lord, that he is the, the, the risen from the dead, that he is the one that has the power, but we still, lots of times, we do what? We also doubt, without his presence, without his word. Without that we are able to actually take over and take control and conquer whatever sins that are really bothering us and bonding us. Without that we, at one point, we can unshackle all those chains and we walk free. Without it, like really? Can we do that? Can we do that? We're just talking to some, like a younger girl in maybe middle school. And I was telling her what I was telling the little kids, that the Lord will continue to love you regardless of what you do. She goes, really? She said, yes. She's, she's 12 years old or something. But she's doubting even that the Lord will love. That his love is unconditional. And his love is what? Is regardless. Lots of times we are still without this. And we think of God's love to us is based on what we do. If I am good, God is loving me. If I am bad, God doesn't love me, and which is not right, which is not right. And unfortunately, sometimes us, even with our culture, we plan this in our kids. If you do this, God will be mad at you, right? 
be careful what you do with our kids because we are planting without knowing that, you know what, God's love will change. And that leads to multiple problems, multiple problems. Leads to, to, to self-worthlessness, leads to shame, leads to guilt. That's guilt that we live with throughout our lives and affects us in different ways without even knowing that this is the guilt of not believing that he is loving us. We also doubt his power. Doubt his power, as I said. Doubting his power that he has actually gave us the power to trample and to, to, to step over evil. And we have that power. If you think right now of something that's really, really, really taking control of our life. And if you think really that the Lord gave us the power to do that and to, 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 get, to, to set us free, are we doubting that or not? Like, no, this, this thing has been bothering me for a long time. I've been struggling with this for ages. I don't think it will ever go away. It's still there. No, he is willing to do that. Doubting his love, doubting his power, doubting his presence, doubting his presence, his presence. And one of the biggest things, us as Orthodox, when we are talking about his presence is the liturgy. When we come to the church, do we really believe that he is here? When we say, as we say in, in, in King of Peace, of Oro, Emmanuel is in, the, is in our midst, right? We say it all the time. Emmanuel Penoti in Tektimi. Emmanuel is in our midst now, and we say it now. Emmanuel, ilahna fi wasatna, al-an. He is in our midst now. Now. But without this, it's just a hymn that you're saying, just kind of like, okay, mumble a couple words, but you know, he's not here. He's not here. What's here is myself. What's here is my worries. What's here is my troubles. What's here is my everything. But he's not here. Doubting his love, doubting his power, doubting his, his, his presence, doubting everything. But then comes the Lord specifically to Thomas. That's why I'm saying Thomas' story is the story of each one of us. Because he doesn't leave us in our doubt. But he comes to each one of us. As he came to Thomas, he comes to each one of us. But it needs three things in order for us to recognize that, in order for us to work with that doubt. I always say, and the church always taught us, that doubt by itself is not bad. Why? Because it leads us into more faith. It, lead, it led Thomas to do what? To say what? My Lord and my God. Right? Without that, he wouldn't. So doubt sometimes is good because doubt will make us actually ask for more. So number one order to deal with that is the willingness. Willingness to take off the old man and to put, as we just read, take off the old man and put on and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God. Putting off is not easy. Painful. 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 It's not something easy that I'm just going to take it off and throw it. No, it means a lot. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of willingness. But number one, in order to enjoy his presence and not doubt it, I need to really be willing to Take off that old man. Take off the old man. And need some time in order to realize what is that old man that I'm still struggling with. Take us willingness to take off the old man. Number two is living his resurrection. Living his resurrection. 
Thomas knew several times that the Lord will rise from the dead. But still, he wasn't really, couldn't really grasp that idea. Where is the resurrection in our lives? Is it just through Easter, through resurrection, through the 50 days? Or as I'm saying, as I said before, that it should be life to live every day. When we wake up every morning, that's resurrection. Right? When the, the, the deacon answers or, or says the reply here, you have glues kufu. You who are seated, stand. Kuf. Stand. Stand is not stand physically. Stand what? Rise. Rise. Wake up. Rise. Are we living that resurrection daily or not? Every day when we wake up, is this a new message to us to live that resurrection or not? Or is something, no, I, you know, it's an event happened. Yes, I believe in the resurrection. The Lord did it and everything, but not, not personal, nothing for me. Willingness to take off the old man, willingness to live and to preach his resurrection, to preach his resurrection. A lot of times, I was just buying something the other day and without knowing the, the, the clerk was telling me as I was walking out, keep your smile. I said, wow, I, I, I wasn't aware that I'm smiling. But people need that. People need to see that's resurrection. That's preaching the resurrection. Right? When they see us all the time <laughs> down and mukasharin and, and we, we we're just like, we're so down. So down. Like, where is the power of the resurrection? Where is the joy of the resurrection? Is it just not eating vegetarian, eating beef and meat and chicken? No. It has to be preached naturally. Naturally. Every day. When we see, when people meet us, do they see that power and the hope and the joy of the resurrection or not? Regardless. Regardless. In every condition. Because that power comes from, from the inside. Willingness to take off the old man preaching and living the resurrection that's why today in the, in, the, in the Acts, in the praxis, it's beautiful that he gives to all life and breath. By him, we, we live in, in the book of Acts, that beautiful verse that, that reminds us that this is the power of the resurrection. He is not far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being. This is resurrection. In him, we live and move and have our being. That means that without him we are nothing. Nothing. Do I daily take this with me and go out and face the people and face the world and say, I am living in the joy of the resurrection or not? And finally, being in the group. We always talk about this. As I was joking with the little kids, where was Thomas? What was he doing? We don't know. The scripture doesn't know. doesn't tell us. But he wasn't with them. And because he wasn't with them, he was doubting. Stay with the group. Stay with the fellowship of the church. Stay with, with a group that will really empower each other. Once we are by ourselves, then we are subjected to everything else. And that's why, you know, maybe one of the things that we I just want to mention, I'll probably mention it again and again, is be, be ready to accept people and to welcome people. Not just in ourselves. When we go downstairs, a lot of times we're just sitting in groups. Yes, all of us has their own and, and favorite people and favorite groups. But this is the time to live what we call the kinonia, sharika. Right? Get out of yourself a little bit. 
Because you don't know, maybe that person that you're neglecting is struggling and is doubting. And he needs somebody to come to him and say, you know what? Welcome. Hi. Come sit with us. At least the 10, 15 minutes that we are sharing something downstairs. At least. Open up. Out of your comfort zone, yes. I want to sit with my friends, yes. But no, that's not the time. This is preaching. Open up. Open up. Doubting his love, doubting his power, doubting his presence. On the opposite, willingness to take off the old man, identify the old man and put on the new man. Willingness to preach and to live his resurrection. And finally, willingness to stay with the fellowship. Kenonia. Fellowship. That's why the church, that's why we say the liturgy is the work of the people. The work of the people. I cannot pray it by myself. You cannot pray it by yourself. And we need this. Knowing that we are all sinners. This is the beauty of the church. Fellowship, not because we're all good. No. Because we are all sinners. As John Chrysostom said, that the church is what? A big hospital. We are all there. Not coming and judging. Not coming and saying, oh, I don't want to talk to anybody today. You know what? They're all, we all have, like, I have my own issues already. Yes, we all have our own issues. But that's why we're here. Shagabad. Encourage each other. And live that resurrection. Not only on Sunday, not only for 50 days, but becomes a life to live. A life to live. May the Lord give us that renewal and that newness of the eighth day that we're living in, in order to really, really be an open gospel for the people. Again, people out there are in very, 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 very dire need and thirst to see Christ in people, to see something different, to see something different. Again, just a smile without noticing, like keep that smile. You're giving me hope. To him the glory now and forever to the ages of all ages. Amen. Let's pray. Finally, Lord, through the prayers of St. George, intercession of all your saints here, as we say, our Father who art in heaven. Now, with the love of God the Father, the grace of the only begotten Son, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Go in peace. Peace be with you all. Amen. As we are used, uh, come uh, row by row for the blessings and then go from the outside, please. Yes. Uh, Friday liturgy as usual. Uh, I'll send the text regarding Saturday uh, Vespers because uh, Metropolitan Moros from Shobrachima will be visiting. Uh, not quite sure what the date, uh, the timing yet, but I'll, I'll send the uh, text about it.